ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! But what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love, really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. What is happening live from Jackson High School, Andrew Jackson High School on Main Street. And I uh, got big game tonight. That's our game of the week on our Friday Night Blitz and our Blitz Scoreboard Show. It's our Action Sports Shacks. Game of the week between Riverside and Jackson. Jackson 5-1, and one. Riverside 2-5. and five. You know, they're a little early on. Their defense was real stout, and then they struggled a little bit. And last week, a nice showing against a very good Trinity team. Uh, lost the game third to the fourth team, but it was tied in the fourth quarter. So I kind of don't know which team you're going to get from Riverside. Jackson, meanwhile, has been very good. Five and one, well rested. They've got some fantastic talent, including Grayson Pup Howard. Got to be one of uh, my favorite high school kids I've ever covered. Just a sensational young man headed to South Carolina. Uh, carries himself extremely well and a phenomenal football player, too. And so uh, that will be the game tonight, 6.30 kickoff. We've got some huge games in the area. Creekside Bartram Trail, got to figure there's seven, 8,000 people there at Creekside tonight. And then how about University Christian, Trinidad Christian as well. Our Friday coverage presented by Nimnik View at GMC and Baker Sports, of course. And how about we break up the football and talk a little wrestling. Battle in the River City, first of its kind, headed to the area. Coming up in early November, and right now uh, we are joined by well, the owner of Airstream Ventures, Alan Verlander. You know him very well. And if you know wrestling at all in this area, you know the name Chris Bono as well. Uh, the Wisconsin head coach, the Hall of Famer, National Hall of Famer. And uh, these guys have brought wrestling to Jacksonville. Alan, uh, good to have you guys on. And, and how'd this thing come together, man? Hey, Brent. Thanks so much for uh, having Chris and I on. Man, I'll tell you, this was a dream of uh, Chris Bono's. Uh, you know, he's had such an illustrious career and, and uh, synonymous with wrestling. And we, we really wanted to bring a collegiate wrestling of ma- massive proportions to the area. Wrestling's a growing sport, and Chris is the best ever to come out of this area. And so to be able to bring Wisconsin in, who's just a national program, um, I give Chris all the credit. He, he kind of saw the vision, and um, we just kind of put it all together. So it's going to be an exciting time, and the best wrestlers in the country – Coming to Jacksonville. Chris, uh, good to have you on. I think you're on with us and uh, jumping in on this uh, combined phone call. We appreciate you uh, being along for a couple minutes. And that's got to be cool for you, man, to bring this event back home to where it all started for you as you were a three-time state champ at Bowles. Yeah, I am I am uh, super excited, super, super grateful for, you know, Alan and Airstream Ventures um, for really doing this and putting it on. Um, this is a one one in a kind event that is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, you know, you're going to see two top ten programs in in Wisconsin and Iowa State. There, you're going to see a national champion from Iowa State. You're going to see all Americans. You're going to see uh, unbelievable matchups. And uh, you know, the first time Division One wrestling's ever been to Jacksonville. Kind of kicking myself and upset at myself for really never doing this for the city that you know gave me everything growing up. And uh, just, just, just it's going to be a wonderful event, and hopefully we can pull a great crowd to, to watch this thing. 
Well, never too late. Uh, Chris Mono on, uh, really a wrestling legend uh, in so many parts. And, of course, Alan Verlander with us uh, does a lot to bring various events and cool events and unique events to the city of Jacksonville. Uh, Chris, catch everybody up. I, I was uh, I got here 15 years ago, so I missed your time in Jacksonville, but I've heard your name, and, and as we talk wrestling in the air, we probably don't talk about it enough, but uh, your name always comes up. So uh, I'm somewhat familiar. Uh, where have you been, what you've been doing, and, and catch everybody up that, that knows Chris Bono from back in the day and, and uh, the Chris Bono they'll see with Wisconsin coming up in, in a few weeks. Yeah, well, this is, uh, I'm heading to my fifth year as the head coach at the University of Wisconsin, and, you know, we are, um, we've got the best team we've ever had, and we think we have the best team that's ever come out of the university um, ever. We have five returning All-Americans and uh, an unbelievable, um, you know, recruiting class that we're bringing in. And uh, it's been a dream of mine to be in a Big Ten program. It's the, it's the top conference uh, in the country. And, uh, you know, we have a chance. We have a chance to be a top five team this year in the, uh, in the country. So excited that we're uh, finally at a dream job. And this is uh, it, it's amazing. Battle of the River City event will take place on November 5th, by the way, on the campus of Jacksonville University. And uh, for tickets, you can go to AirstreamVentures.com. I mean, there's nothing like, Chris, I think you got to, Tell us uh, uh, about the atmosphere of wrestling. Uh, I, I think two things about wrestling, and I didn't do it. Uh, it wasn't tough enough. But I think, first of all, the training is crazy. It's, uh, I think uh, it's hard. I think it's the hardest sport to train for. I've, I've long said that. Um, yeah, it's harder than football, in my opinion, uh, and maybe a lot. I also think the atmosphere in a college or high school uh, wrestling match is unmatched. It's unbelievable the electricity that goes on. I've been to many, I've covered many, and heck, you might not even know what's going on in terms of the rules and why someone's getting points or not, but the electricity is unbelievable. I'm sure you're going to try to bring that to JU on November 5th. Yeah, this is on uh, Alan, Alan and his crew have done an unbelievable job um, of what they're going to do at, 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 the, at, the, uh, at JU, right? It's a small venue. We only have 1,500 seats available. Uh, he's got VIP packages. People are going to be sitting around the mats. Um, it's crazy. The video boards. We brought in an unbelievable production company. Uh, we brought in, we brought in the, the best announcer that will be on the house mic. Um, and everywhere I've been, I've been a promoter. Um, you know, we've always, I've always been able to put five, six, ten thousand people in seats at every coaching job I've had, uh, just by making it very um, electric, right? Including the crowd into things, and you don't have to know what's going on in wrestling, but you're going to know who's winning because of the electricity, and you're going to, um, um, you're going to see it firsthand. Uh, and again, all the credit goes out to, to you know, uh, my brother's done a great job, Alan. We've got NFL coaches that are going to be there. Um, we're going to have some NFL players that are going to be there. A lot, a lot of celebrities around Jacksonville. Um, a couple of guys that played football in Wisconsin that will be at this event. And, um, I, you know, I'll tell you, if you're just a sporting fan uh, of any kind of sports in Jacksonville and want to support something, this is something to do. Because, like, like you said, the training's unbelievable. And I'm telling you right now, we're bringing in eight top 15-ranked guys in the country. Iowa State has seven top uh, 15 guys in the country. You're going to see a number, a number two versus number three-ranked matchup. Uh, and plus, these other schools all have some sort of Florida ties in it. The coach from Arkansas, Little Rock, um, uh, wrestled at Osceola High School in Orlando. Uh, the coach from Campbell, Scotty Sintes, was a legend wrestler in Florida. 
So we've got some, uh, you know, UTC is the most southern school, I believe, um, that has wrestling right now. So we're trying to grow the sport in the south. We want someone in Jacksonville and Florida to pick up Division One wrestling. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited. My guys can't wait to get there. Um, and, really, I know I'm dragging on, but to promote the sport a little bit, we've got a guy at 149 pounds who's a transfer from Iowa State who's looking to beat their former team. Myself and my associate head coach graduated from Iowa State trying to beat our alma mater. Right, so there's going to be a lot of little storylines that go along with this that uh, everybody can play along. So it's going to be heated. It's going to be fun. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Chris Bono with us, Alan Verlander as well from Airstream Ventures with the big event coming up November 4th on the campus of Jacksonville University. Alan, uh, what's the vision of this thing, man? I mean, it's going to be a debut. It's a first-timer, uh, but you've done this many a times with different events and been able to piggyback them with more events. Is, is that the vision of this down the road? Yeah, I think it is. I think, you you know, you don't see a lot of these these uh, classic matchups in wrestling. And so we really want it in Jacksonville. You know, Chris is a legend in the sport. Ernie, the Bono name is just is, is, is magical in, in our city. We want to make this start out the wrestling season every year the premier event that everybody around the country wants to come to. And, you know, you see ACC Big Ten Challenges in basketball and SEC Big 12 or whatever, we see this vision down the road where you'll see the very best of every team coming into Jacksonville to open up their season here, and, and I think it's possible. Um, and and i got to give credit to all these coaches uh, from all the different the schools that really believe and they want to help grow their sport. Um, Chris and, and certainly you know uh, Kevin from Iowa State, they're all really trying to create this massive atmosphere and so I think that the vision long-term is we want to bring the best wrestlers from all around the country to wrestle in Jacksonville and draw people from all over the country and make it a sports tourism event, but also to where it's televised nationally and it's, it's all over the country. So, um, you know, Brent, we, uh, we appreciate you. I tell you this off, off air, but, um, yeah, I tell you on air, you, you're, you're the best at, at really promoting every single sport that goes on in this area. And, um, you know, we just really want the sports world to get behind this because um, this is another sport that is massive in our city, our state, and you got the best that are coming into the town, so we need to support it. Yeah, absolutely. Airstreamventures.com, by the way, for tickets and get them. There's going, they're going to be limited, and it will be an atmosphere you remember. I'm telling you, it'll be electric. You don't have to, like, know a lot about the sport, have wrestled before. You should attend the event because it is going to be super electric, and, and I'm just learning more about it as we go along here, but I know the atmosphere that takes place at a, at a wrestling match, especially one with some high intensity and good wrestlers. Uh, Chris Bono, let me, list, let me finish with this. Uh, when I was up in Albany, man, I used to cover, like, wrestling matches in high school at least once a week, maybe two. Down here, it's so football heavy, I don't find us doing that. I know Clay is really strong and has been over the, over the years and for a long time. Uh, but take us around the country in your view, because you recruit. How is high school wrestling right now? How's the health of it? You know, when Title IX came in, a lot of teams, colleges lost wrestling. Like, where's what's the landscape of wrestling right now in 2022, maybe at a youth level, high school level, and, of course, leading uh, to places like Wisconsin? It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's growing. We're adding programs at the Division One, Two, II, and Three level. Um, and then, really, if you, if you take this, women's wrestling, um, it debuted back in 2002 at the World Championships in the Olympics. It's the fastest-growing sport right now. Um, it's on the Division I uh, emerging sport list. So 
you know where there's where there's women's wrestling, right? We've got we're gonna we're gonna be able to equal that with men's wrestling. So it's actually a huge growing sport. It's it's as healthy as I've ever seen it. Our national championship has been the third biggest money maker for the NCA for the last I don't know 50 years. Um, the Big Ten Network. The Big Ten Network puts on three or four matches uh, during the year, and we're a- averaging 180,000 people watching at a match. So it's a, it's extremely healthy. The youth level is amazing. Um, I'm heading to a tournament here tomorrow morning that is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest high school tournaments in the country, and it's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, it's absolutely amazing, man. The youth level, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Um, you know, parents, if you have anybody, little kids that even remotely interested in this sport, Get them out to the venue. Get them watching this thing. Our wrestlers, every wrestler there, you'll be able to approach them, get an autograph. You'll hang out with the coaches, take pictures. Um, it's one of the most approachable people or groups that you'll ever be around, and uh, it's going to be one heck of a deal. So um, I can't thank you guys enough for having me. I hope I see you out there, my man. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get back home, and, uh, you know, hopefully we come away with a win in, in this uh, inaugural event. All right, Battle in the River City, coming up November 5th. Get tickets at AirstreamVentures.com. Chris Bono, uh, love the energy, man. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks. And Alan Verlander, thanks for uh, bringing it to the River City. Look forward to the event uh, on November 5th. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for having us on, brother. All right, uh, that is Alan Verlander and Chris Bono. And uh, I'm telling you guys, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Yes, sir. That's one you want to go to. That'll be fun. Look, I got, I got a whole family full of wrestlers. Uh, my in-laws, who are uh, a little bit younger than me, I got a 27-year-old brother-in-law who was a wrestler for four years at Creekside, and now he's coaching younger kids. A I lot got younger than you. Two <laughs> a lot younger brother-in-laws. I think a 17 and a 15, if I'm not mistaken, both wrestling right now. So, you know, I, I, I get it, man. That's awesome. I was, I was actually thinking of this when um, those guys were coming on. I was like, I wonder if Aaron wrestled. Like, I was trying to predict... <laughs> If you had done, like, what you did in high school or something. Well, I lived in the inner city, so we didn't really wrestle in the inner city. It was more of, like, uh, the sticks. Like, Pennsylvanians wrestled and, like, New Jerseyans yeah. wrestled. And then, like, uh, people from the five boroughs in New York, we played baseball and basketball, and that was about it. Well, by the way, like, I am not sugarcoating. Hey, Casey, have you ever been to a wrestling match? Like, high school or college? I've been to the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Uh, like... Ashland, where I went to school, to your point, like Ohio, Pennsylvania, and where Chris was talking, like that big Midwest, it's huge. Yeah. And, like, the atmosphere at our collegiate, like, we were good. I think we were, like, top five in the nation when I was there. That's cool. In Division Two, And it was electric. And, again, like, half the time, I had no idea why the ref was holding his hand up for two points. <laughs> you're just, I, like, you're <laughs> just yelling and screaming. Yeah, I yeah. don't do that in WWE. You know? It is it's a lot like, of fun, though. It is. It's like you don't even know what's going on half the time, but it's super entertaining. I mean, and there's a lot of people that do know what's going on. You just got to take the time to watch it and then understand it. But And you learned as you went. But I'm telling you, it was like legit. This is – I was shocked to hear those numbers that Chris shared with, like in yeah. terms of just how much it's growing. Because when we were going to school, Title IX was obviously very big and, and just uh, – well, I don't know about just starting, but growing. And the one sport, I, I would say the sport, that was a casualty of Title IX from a male side of things was wrestling. And and actually, in some places, baseball was too. But wrestling was one of them. And now it's good to see that it's come back. And I think it was just last year that Florida High School Athletic Association had girls wrestling for a state championship. It used to be girls would mix, and I've been covering that for 15 years. There would be some girl wrestlers in the weight classes. Yeah. But now they have state champions. And I think last year was the debut for that. 
uh, if my timing is correct. So it uh, should be a great event, November 5th. Uh, check it out with AirstreamVentures.com uh, and also at JU. should be a lot of fun. Hey, I want to talk something. Uh, I think we got a couple minutes. Let's do it. Uh, tomorrow, another event coming to town, Jackson State and Bethune-Cookman playing at the bank tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's cool unless you ask Deion Sanders. Oh, he's upset about it. Yeah, he doesn't like these neutral games, right? No, he does not. And listen, I understand what Dion was trying to say. But it's like, I don't know if it helps anybody's cause if you sit there and just badmouth it for the for a couple months leading up to the event, you know? So, uh, but bigger than that, and, and this should, I've heard tickets are really popping this week, too. I would imagine, So hopefully get yeah. a nice crowd at TIAA Bank. It's a big stadium. Like, I know what he was saying. It's a big stadium. His fear was, hey, it's going to look empty, and is that going to help us um, at the HBCU level? We've got all this momentum. Like, I kind of get what he was saying. But at the same time, now that it's coming here, it's a great opportunity. You see, Dion's team, and a lot of talent, by the way, at Jackson State, and Bethune-Cookman, which has been obviously a long-time traditional program where a lot of folks have connections to in the Jacksonville area, obviously in the state of Florida, and there's a lot of proud alums. So I think this will be a, a fantastic event tomorrow afternoon. I wish I could be there. We're going to be on the road to uh, Indianapolis with the Jags. But on the Dion front, guys, I, we don't talk about him too much unless he says something that's like, why'd you say that, Dion?" right? But he is a hot name in the coaching ranks. Like, yeah. this thing is working at Jackson State. Oh, yeah. And where's it going to lead? Some people say Georgia Tech. Some people say Auburn. Some people say, hey, if the end of the year flops at Florida State, the heat's going to turn up for Dion to Tallahassee. Where does Dion go in the next couple of years? Is he staying there? Or does he go to a big school? And does he have success? He's obviously doing it a little bit different way. But can he bring the success to the big-time college football, say, in the Power Five? Well, I'm not sure that FSU is the next move, only because, you know, Norvell's out there doing a pretty good job himself. It's not Well, like I said it. if they flop. Yeah, right? everybody's mad at – or uh, the only person mad at Norvell is Brent. So. No, it's not the only person. Yeah, the only one firing Mike Norvell right now is Brent. Martin, I did not so. fire him. That being said – Settle down. <laughs> that being said, I do think uh, your point isn't lost in that – Dion's doing a tremendous job out of Jackson State, and I really do think if he decides to leave, and I'm not sure that he wants to. I think he likes it over there. Uh, but if he decides to leave, he might have his pick. I mean, especially a college where recruiting is so much. I mean, if Deion Sanders is coming to your house to recruit you, you're, you're, you're paying attention. Yeah, and to that point, I think, like, Georgia Tech or even Auburn would be lucky to get Dion, but I don't think Dion should leave Jackson State because of all the things he said. Like, now's not the time. Right. Continue to build that program. Opportunities will always come for Deion Sanders. And again, it's not like Georgia Tech's a great program to go to. Auburn, a little different, but you're going to get beat up against teams that are just better right yeah, now. You're playing the best teams in the world. Exactly. Auburn, yeah. So, like, if I'm if I'm Deion, I'm I'm staying put at Jackson State. I'm going to continue to grow that thing. See how that plays out. By the way, Brent, just so you know, ESPN 690 Zone Brian Middleton has told me he's going to press Dion in the post game. So stay tuned for that on social media. <laughs> okay, we get, we'll get ready for that. Yeah, uh, we're going to hit it big. Brian, hit it big. Brian towers over Dion by like seven inches. By the way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, what's interesting on the Dion front is this. He's having success, so why not just have success? He doesn't need the money or anything. You know, right? that's not how it goes he, for these guys, no, though. I, I get it. He needs the fame. I mean, yeah. Dion's got as big of an ego, ego as just yeah. about anybody, yes. right? Yes. And so does he feed the ego with, I can do it at this level, too. I can do it at this level, too. Or does he get enough satisfaction stealing players from 
well, on signing day from his own alma mater <laughs> of, of Florida State. Like, yeah. th- is that good enough? I think and maybe so, for now, yeah. But, but I will tell you this, guys. I, I'm impressed with – I've been, I'm critical sometimes of Dion because I think sometimes he does stuff just for Dion's sake, right, in the brand. And, I mean, do you reach an age where that doesn't matter anymore? I mean, I guess maybe not. But I also will say it's incredibly impressive what he's been able to do so far. And, sure, he's got cachet with name. Uh, in the NIL world, he's got cachet in that where he can compete, uh, maybe not with Alabama and Auburn, but he can compete a little bit more than you used to be able to if you can get the donors and the money and everything else. I think where players falter a lot when it comes to coaching, former players, whether you're good or, or maybe you're not so good, and that's why I think some of the not-so-good guys are, are often better because they're under the radar, is the organization of it. You know how organized you have to be to run a college football program and to run it well? You know, that was the problem here last year. That was the thing that absolutely floored me with Urban Meyer. He was so unorganized. Hmm. And I'm like, how did this guy do this for so long and be this unorganized? In the NFL, where these guys are creatures of habit, they want to know what's going on, they they want the same thing over and over as much as possible. Well, I just think there's so much organization involved in leadership to begin with, but especially I can separate often the good coaches from the not-so-good or bad or wherever you want to market, and I guarantee you the good ones and the great ones are about as organized as you can be. And so I guess that surprises me about Dion. Like, if I had to guess, is Dion the most organized guy? I mean, he's had people doing everything for him for almost his entire life. He probably That's still does at Jackson State, yeah. Well, he might, but you still have to organize it. You've got to put things in place. I would say I've been very impressed with that part of it. And I didn't know if this was going to be a staying power thing for Dion. I'm pretty impressed that he seems committed, one, to them, but also to the, you know, just the coaching ranks in general. He doesn't need this. Deion Sanders doesn't need to do this. No, this was a challenge for Dion. But, you know, you hear him talk about his job at Jackson State, and you kind of get the feeling like it, it, it means something sentimental to him. Yeah, I, I get it. When does that run out, right? That's a good question. And so, not yet. I, and Here's the again, thing. I, I hope he's not looking at the NFL because I really don't think he'd be a great coach in the NFL. Not at this point. No. Well, I think when you're at Jackson State, I think you can say, look at me, I'm Dion. I did this, 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 this. And they're like, whoa, that's like the greatest. I think if you do that in the NFL, they're like, Why'd you say that's it like cool. that? They're like, that's cool. Like they, They're like, great. Now coach me. Can you say it again? You know what I mean? Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, don't worry about me. You worry about yourself. Yeah, you worry about yourself. All right, listen, friends. As we hard transition out of Deion Sanders, I'm going to give you guys an assignment. In the break. What's the assignment? Please go to Tyler Lockett's Twitter. All right. At TDLockett12. And I want you to digest his most recent tweet. And on the other side of the break, I want a full breakdown of what it is. (laughs) And that's what we have. What is this? Are we doing picks? I sent the picks, Red. Check your text. Check t- oh, yeah. Tyler Lockett's <laughs> Twitter. And come back on the other side of the break. I'm taking over, Brett. Uh, Brett and friends, we'll be right back. That's it. Thank you. Check the Twitter. Oh, here we go. Hopefully the gentlemen have some answers for me because I'm still 
stumped. Brent and Friends, ESPN 690. Friday, energy. No feet in the parking lot for me. I got more shows to do. Aaron Schachter, he's got he's got half a foot in the parking lot. I'm not going to lie. He's almost out of here. I got a half a foot, two legs, a shoulder, and an elbow in the parking lot. And Brett Martineau, our guy. Doesn't have feet on the ground at all. Actually, no, I'm floating. He's floating. If you're on the, if you're not on the levitating. stream, you're confused. But hey, go check out the stream. You'll see levitating Brent Martineau on the back of his GMC. Not the only reason to check out a stream case. Don't That's do the right. calves again. The stupid calves. I'm not gonna lie. That lighting helps. Anyway, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> all right, listen. Here we go. I asked you guys before the break. By the way, picks coming up. We'll do that in a second. This is more important. So I asked you before the break. I said, go to Tyler Lockett's Twitter. Please digest what has happened here. And I have so many questions and not a lot of answer answers. So. You guys have looked at the tweet, and for the stream, if you're on the stream or if you're on the radio, not driving, maybe pull over into a parking lot somewhere on the side of the road so you could see the tweet that is now on the screen. And for the radio <laughs> viewers, I will give you the best I can. It's Tyler Lockett. Yep. Capital M space M. Hashtag, hashtag M at M. <laughs> and then a second line of similar characters, uh, but hey, in different order. That? Okay, that's fine. And then he finishes up with at, at, hashtag, at, at, hashtag, at, hashtag, hashtag, period, space, at, at. Yes. Guys, what happened here? I think one of three things. It's pretty clear. Either he, he like, butt-tweeted, like, sitting on his phone or something like that, right? That's or possible. he's got, like, a little toddler who grabbed the phone. Uh, that's a good call. Was mashing those keys. Or the NFL front office is going to be calling the Seahawks about concussion protocol any second now. That's a good call. I'm trying to think. No, right. it's not. So the at and the at the M and the hashtag are all in that little corner. Oh, of the keyboard. You're like actually looking. Uh, that's a good call. Oh, yeah. That's a good so, one, Brent. So that might have, but I count 22 ats, 12 <laughs> hashtags, I think, and nine M's, one of them capitalized. Well, much like his touchdown efficiency, his, uh, oh, his oh. at efficiency, his ampersand. Uh, that's not an ampersand, <laughs> is it? What is that? It's a schwa, I think, is what it's called, right? What is that called? The yeah. at sign. It's I don't know. Sign. Isn't it called an at sign? <laughs> like, that has uh, a technical I think name. it's called like a schwa. Hold on. I'm going to find this out. Like, yeah, okay. All right, right. I got you on the radio. If you missed that last eight seconds, you'll figure it out on the <laughs> other side. I wasn't sure what to do there. But Tyler Lockett, <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I don't. Can Brent, you're the Twitter expert. You ever butt tweeted? How often does that happen? Yeah, I, that's the thing what's in, interesting. If you butt-dial people, uh, you, know what it takes, you know what it takes to butt-tweet? Well, because it's not to, just a butt. You have to press tweet. Mm -hmm. You actually then have to hit tweet, which, by the way, is nowhere near, I don't think. <laughs> well, I guess it's somewhat near. But it's not near the at sign, the hashtag sign, and the M sign. Must be one incredible butt. But the people that are, is a uh, big butt. <laughs> Dude needs to be on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is his his side to OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a butt tweet, but I don't think you see a lot of butt tweets. Okay, <laughs> like I don't think that's commonplace. Yeah, I don't either. But then like, shouldn't he like been in practice or something? Well, like, I'm assuming that's why it hasn't been deleted. He's got a ton of replies, so he's. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming he what? gets notifications on that. What are they saying? Like, what are the replies saying? Some of them are like, "What." <laughs> some, uh, one, one of the kids put a question mark Another person commented I was just saying the same thing <laughs> uh, Oh man I, don't, I, I should be very careful with this But I don't fully understand the butt uh, tweet I'm saying 
I get the butt dial, but don't fully understand the butt tweet. But then somebody's gonna, someday I'm going to butt tweet or say something that I shouldn't have said. I'm going to say, sorry, I butt tweeted that. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, wait a minute, I thought you don't fully understand that. They're going to hold this against me, this this tweet I'm sharing right now. Yeah, man. I like your, what you said, too. Uh, Fridays, the guys are usually, well, Friday's 1 o'clock out there. They're probably still at the facility. But if he had a little kid, like, I could see that happening. Like, that was actually a pretty good answer. Yeah. By the that's way, what I would blame it on. I was like, if I don't have a kid, I'd be like, yeah, my little nephew just had my phone, and look what he did. Ah, that's so funny. His teammate, Cade <laughs> Johnson, for the Seattle Seahawks, said, facts, bro, I feel the same way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they're having fun with it. Oh, I, yeah. I, that is pretty incredible to butt tweet, though. That's hard to do. It's just not you in would the know. same vicinity. You would know. For the record, I, I mistakenly called it a schwa, the ad sign. <laughs> the schwa is the upside-down E. You guys ever see that? The upside-down E. It's a uh, central uh, vowel yeah, represented that. in the yeah. international phonetic alphabet. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the definition. You're welcome, bud. Well, So what is the at sign now? Are you going to give us an I've answer? Only so I've only found at sign. I, I haven't found an official name yet. Yeah, so you are, you are overthinking this. The hunt continues, I mean, Brent. it actually says at. <laughs> uh, hey, you got that music? You going to pump up the volume? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's time for the picks. Sure, they didn't get sent till the last segment, but that's fine. Nobody did any research. Mark Davoli's like, where are the picks, bro? It's all right, Mark, if you're listening, they're on the way. Brent will text them to you in four to six hours. That's usually how his return time is a text. But anyway. We move on. I, look, I don't need to do research if you look at my record from last week. I could just pick blind. I could have you pick for me, and I'd be doing better. I did better than you. That's my point, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was a weird way to talk smack. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, we move on to the picks. College football, we start with Kansas. Kansas makes the picks two weeks in a row. Shout out to the Jayhawks yeah. in a confusing line. But what does Vegas know? Plus eight and a half for the Hawks ranked... Going to Oklahoma, non-ranked, minus eight and a half. What does Vegas know, Aaron Schachter? We picking something I don't. So I'm going with Oklahoma in this game. Really? Yeah. Is Gabriel weird. playing? Do we know if he's back? I went. I went Kansas last time, and I, and and I paid for it. So Brent, we have no idea. Well, that would be the only thing that makes sense. That if Gabriel's back, you know, and healthy. Sure, it would make because sense because they've been awful without him. I was too busy with the Tyler Lockett tweet. I haven't focused on anything else all day. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to take Kansas. I'll fall to the trap, but... Uh, Says Dylan Gabriel expected to play, but still yeah. in concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, if he plays, they are different, especially offensively. Can Kansas keep up? Uh, Mark Devoli already got his picks back to me. Oklahoma. Look oh, Devoli picked Oklahoma. Now I'm screwed. Now it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Devoli, we do six games. He goes 0-8. Like, what is up with this guy? Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. He's just a, he's just a sponsor of the segment, so keep ripping him. I'm from Devoli's House of Cars. Holy cow. What a Friday show we're having. We got Friday energy. As we roll on to the Alabama Crimson Tide, minus eight and a half as they travel to Knoxville to play the Volunteers. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it 18 times. The Tennessee Volunteers win the football game outright. So give me Tennessee plus eight and a half. Somebody uh. talk. Mark Davoli likes Tennessee. I mean, not because Davoli likes Tennessee. Like, this is easy, right? That place is going to be hopping. Sure. But I say this. The Vols aren't ready. Oh. And Alabama 
is going to cover a spread. Alabama and the Chiefs, they know how to cover a spread. I'll take Alabama because I got a feeling this could be a game picker up for opportunity with Alabama. That is true. I'll give you that. Interesting. Schachter? I don't know. Is there a game, a matchup where you hate both teams more? The Mets and the or the Braves and the Phillies, this is right? Like uh, Darth Vader versus Kim Jong Un. Like you don't know who don't to pick in this game. You, you can't root for anybody in this game. I want to take Tennessee because it's in Tennessee, but I want to take Alabama because I actually think they're going to win in cover. Brent, what'd you pick? Alabama. And then Devoli picked Tennessee. I'll go Alabama. Of course you will. Fantastic. We go to the last college football game. What did you pick? Tennessee. All right. The Vols. Listen, all right. Last game for college of the weekend that we are picking in another surprising spread. The Clemson Tigers. Only three and a half point favorites. Brent Martineau. Can the Florida State Seminoles lose by three and a half <laughs> points or less? Come on. Yeah, I kind of like the hook here. Uh, FSU, this is a huge game for them. Like, they, this is... This is a national championship game. This is their ACC championship game. This is everything. Clemson is probably just another game. Give me Florida State. I'll take them here with the points. I don't know if they win. I hope they win, uh, but I think they cover. Uh, Davoli has FSU as well. Aaron? I'm going to take FSU, too. I took them last week. We almost nailed it. Let's uh, do it again. We almost got it right, so why not do it again? I will take the Clemson <laughs> Tigers because... That's a good game picker-upper option, too. Yeah, I mean, very yeah, rarely... five team in the in the country. Do sure. you get game picker-uppers with Bama and Clemson, but that is what has happened this week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm a good producer. Hold no, on. clearly. No, it's... We go to the NFL. And listen, I said this on OT yesterday. Good program. You should check it out. Second time I've said that on the show today. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Uh, right here on the station. You don't have to do anything at all. Just stay here. Uh, this could be, besides Schachter, this could be the best football weekend for Jacksonville Jaguars fans. You could watch the Jags win at one. And then you get to watch the Bills and Chiefs at four. And then you get to watch the Eagles and the Cowboys. A lot of good football on. And we start with the Bills and the Chiefs. Bills minus two and a half. At the Chiefs, plus two and a half. Aaron? KC all the way in this game. I think that Pat Mahomes is not going to lose to the Bills at home in this game. You know what's crazy is in the same week as we just got Washington-Chicago, we get Bills-Chiefs. <laughs> By the way, it's the first time Chiefs have been a home underdog in a very long time. First time, I think, in Mahomes' career, 41 yeah. games. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's almost like it's so enticing. How do you, when you get that at home, how do you just not take the Chiefs and just see what happens? I always think they're one of the great teams to bet on. But I think this game means so much to Buffalo. Kind of like I just said about Clemson and FSU, I think this game means so much more to Buffalo, and they probably are the better team at this juncture. Chiefs are dealing with a couple injuries. I'm going to take the Bills on the road to win by a field goal. Mark Tavoli takes the Chiefs. I just want everyone to know, if you weren't listening to the show 14 seconds ago, Brent said, you can always take the Chiefs to cover. I know. And that's he picks the That's my wrestling match. It's, a, it's yeah. a wrestling match in my mind. Mental gymnastics. Well, you'll get a game pick grabber opportunity because I will take the Chiefs as well. Oh, I get the best team in the NFL. I get the best team in the NFL on a game picker upper option. Actually, you don't because basic math would tell you the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the yeah. NFL. And that's the second game we're picking. They are They'd at be home. an underdog. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites against Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Brent? I just feel like somewhere along the way the Eagles are going to slip up, right? I mean, they, they got to. I don't think Dallas and Cooper Rush beat them, but this could be an uglier game. Like, 
I guess last week was a bit on the ugly side for Philly from what they've been going. I'm going to take uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Mark Devoli has Eagles. Aaron? This is a tough one. I'm going to go Eagles in this game just because it's a home game. I understand the spread is a little bigger than I'm comfortable with, but uh, I don't trust Cooper Rush in the way that some other folks do. So go with the Eagles. The Eagles will win, but the Cowboys will cover. Nice. So I will take the Cowboys. And finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars getting one, two points, a safety, <laughs> as they head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Aaron? I got the Jags winning this one pretty big, despite all the talk we've had all week. I think the Jags will win this by 20 points or more. Wow. Yeah. Take one of those alternative spreads. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> you feel that strongly. Look, oh, yeah. Them. Now, They'll I have a feeling Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker are going to show improve this weekend. Faux show. Brent? You know, it's funny. I kind of, I kind of, I don't think they're going to roll them, but I do think they're going to win. I think they're just the better team, guys. Like, I can't find a way. Look how scared you are. Better. Look how scared you are to say the Jags are going to win. I think they're just better. Like, well, the reason I'm scared is because I thought they'd win last week and then lose this game because that's the way the NFL works. Mm -hmm. Well, now they got to find a way to win this game and sweep the Colts. And I think they do. And I think they're just a better team. Uh, Mark Tavoli takes the Jags. I'm taking the Jags as well. One other thing here, Casey. A lot of people right now seem to be concerned about the Jags scoring points. I'm not sure you should be that concerned about them scoring points. I mean, they scored in every game other than this last one. I think they're still averaging like 21 points or so. They're averaging 22 points a game, which is like 13th in the NFL. Like, last year they averaged 14.9. I'm I'm not sure. You should be concerned about the Colts scoring points. I like the Jags here. Oh, I hate to do it. I hate to do it. Oh, it smells in there, doesn't it? It does not because it's a full sweep. I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here's why I'm worried about it. YB on YouTube has never been more sure of anything than the Jags going 11 and 6. That's true. And for the first time today, he said 11 and 6 with some question marks. Okay? So if we're starting to lose YB, I'm worried. Yeah, man. But on Monday when we do the program, it'll be 11 and 6 with no question marks because the Jags will win the football game. Oh, it's such a big game. We'll talk more about it coming up. we got football at five still to go. we got one more segment with Aaron Schachter. we got Kevin. I'm at Kevin Sullivan Field, and we're going to talk to Kevin Sullivan. How about that? Uh, and he's not even here. Oh. His name's just here. <laughs> but he's going to be on the show. Uh, we talk some high school football. we got a How huge night of high school football coming up. Brent or Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. Pot up that music. We're going to break. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Welcome back, Brent Friends on ESPN 690. Friday is presented by Nimnik Buick GMC as we're right here on the tailgate of uh, my GMC Sierra. And uh, also by Baker Sports, who, oh, my guess is these two teams probably get all their uniforms uh, from Baker Sports. We've got the Blitz Scoreboard Show uh, coming up tonight, 9 o'clock. Should be a lot of fun. We'll have committed to the uncommitted uh, and highlight some of the areas best that are still looking to play at school at the next level and maybe uh, maybe underappreciated. Uh, by the college recruiters. So we look forward to that tonight uh, with a couple of them. We're actually going to do two of them. Uh, tonight, Kevin Sullivan joins us football at 5, coming up at 5 o'clock, and then he joins us on that foot scoreboard show. Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, back in the Action Sports Shack studios. Yeah, and yeah. before we say goodbye to Aaron, do uh, you have any birthday parties to go to this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> this week is interesting. My wife is going out of town for a couple of days. So we'll hang out together on uh, Friday and a little bit Saturday, and she's leaving Sunday. And then it's me and the three kids 
And then the boys got no school Monday, so I'm home. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll be home. So I'll, I'll be on the show with you guys for a little bit via video next week. No audio? Right. Yes, audio. Oh. I'm just saying. Via video I thought you were just going to be audio. sitting there like, yeah, watching, just watching me. Yeah. It's a good thing the kids have no school and no English because... That sounded like you needed a little bit of that. Oh, a little darts being thrown by Brett as I'm out the door. That's fine. Enjoy work the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm going to rest. Forget this week. Oh, you know what I'm really that's excited not a about? dart. <laughs> you know what I'm really excited about? I'm excited about temps in the 60s on is that next week. All right. Yes, man. Fall is, is here. I've been getting sunburned on these Fridays. Yeah, you're wearing long you sleeves out there summer. today. I'd be melting out there today, man. It was night. It was cool this morning. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I can, I can handle this. And nope, it's hot. It's yeah. wet. You've, hey. only, you've only lived here 15 years. Good news, fellas. The Guardians have a runner on third with nobody out. What? Would they hit a triple? They just went to that inning. They actually did hit a triple. Yes. Oh, that does not happen. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, and by the way, Aaron Judge has struck out four times today. Yeah, he's, I mean... Worst hitter in baseball. For one, he doesn't pitch. <laughs> and two, I mean, if he if he doesn't pitch and he can't even hit, I mean, that's just a disaster. He's terrible. <laughs> he's just not very good. Let's see know. how you feel about him when he's on the Astros next year, or the Dodgers next year. The Mariners, uh, America's team. America's team. Which, who, right. by the way, got hosed again. Did you see that? Mm. Jordan with another... Jordan Alvarez. Let me tell you, you want to talk about an actual baseball player that's good? Aaron Judge, okay. Jordan Alvarez... <laughs> Just delivers every time it's clutch. Aaron Judge is striking out with dudes on base. Jordan Alvarez is hitting it over the fence. You know, the Aaron Judge stuff is starting to remind Remember, like, Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez, when he got to New York? Uh, they started to talk about, now, he eventually did okay, but he built, like, where's Alex, right? Where's yes. A-Rod? Where's a there was a lot of that conversation where he would come up empty in the postseason. And I think that's a tough thing. Like, postseason is hard to begin with, and you get limited at bats, and you don't get in a groove. It's colder. There's just a lot of factors. And it doesn't mean you're a bad player, but, you know, the greats deliver that time of year, as we know, with the Derek Jeter. And it was juxtaposed with Jeter and A-Rod. Uh, but A-Rod finally did deliver some, uh, especially when they won the World Series. I think that would have been 2009. Yes. But to end this topic, here's ESPN stats and info seven minutes ago. Players to lead their league in home runs and strike out four times in a game that postseason. Aaron Judge today. Aaron Judge in 2017, Aaron Judge in 2017, Aaron Judge in 2017. Judge, four times, everyone else in the history of baseball, never. Wow. Wow. I mean, not even Babe Ruth was that bad. Holy cow. <laughs> Wait, does Aaron Judge pitch? I'm sorry. I forget. Nah, Aaron Judge does not pitch. But by oh. the way, you want to talk about people that do pitch, Jamison Tyon, and this is reason 876, example 9004, why you don't bring in starting pitcher in relief in the playoffs. It does not work, and the Yankees are about to give up a run thanks to a starting pitcher coming Ooh. in in relief. Nice. Well, that's if they can situationally hit, which nobody can in today's Major League Baseball. We'll give it a second, Brent. We'll see. Uh, maybe they'll suicide squeeze. That would be awesome. Be the first one in 17 years. <laughs> hey, Aaron, have a good weekend, man. Good week, and uh, look forward to it next week as well. See you, fellas. Great week. All right. Uh, next, Casey Kurtz isn't going anywhere. We keep How do you know? behind that glass for another hour. And then he goes on the other side of the glass for another hour. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton coming up at 6 o'clock. Kevin Sullivan joins us. We talk a little high school football. Football at 5. Brenton Friends on ESPN 690 on a Friday presented by Nimnik Buick GMC and Baker Sports. One nothing, Guardians.